Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And now you can go to sunburymotors.com. You can look online right now at the best in Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and great pre-owned inventory. All online at sunburymotors.com. And guess what? You can get the buying process going from the comfort of your own living room. All at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Harry Callis, the call of the 500th career home run of Mike Schmidt. Here's the stretch by Robinson. The 3-0 pitch. Swing and long drive! There it is! Number 500! The career 500th home run for Michael Jack Schmidt! And the Phillies have regained the lead at Pittsburgh, 8-6! And the Phillies dugout comes swarming out to home plate! Uh, two great ones. Mike Schmidt, Harry Callis, combining on our play-by-play. Call of the day. Mike Schmidt's 500th career home run at Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh off Don Robinson. With that, we now bring in our old friend who's just one of the best in the business and the even better guy away from the business. That is Dave Revson. Dave, hope you and yours are safe. It's great to hear you again. Yeah, same to you, Steve. Crazy times, but really good to hear your voice and everyone doing well here. So uh, very blessed to be able to say that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you got all all three at home with you. All three at yeah. home, yeah, yeah. Three teenage girls, yeah, under yeah. one roof. So, yeah, and, and, and <laughs> an adventure. And just just so everyone knows, Dave will have three in college all at the same time, along the way. Really, yeah. If you want to set up a you fund me, we'd be happy. <laughs> we'll, we'll, do, we'll do that. I mean, there are different kinds of heroes. Okay, <laughs> and I got. Actually, I actually had three in college at one time too. It was like, oh, yeah. oh painful. Survived to tell the tale. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't ask for any advice because I don't know if I could properly give you any. <laughs> uh, Dave, uh, when's the last time you were actually in the studio? Last time I was in the studio was the last day of the Big Ten tournament, which was, of course, the first full day of the Big Ten tournament. So we were in there on that Thursday, whatever that was, like the 11th maybe or something like that. Yeah. And um, it was crazy, Steve. It was really surreal. I mean, I think it's one of those experiences that, that I'll always remember in terms of being on the air because – as crazy as it was the night before, remember we had everything to scare with Fred Hoiberg's health. And, yes. And we knew that there was going to be nobody in the stands that day, but we were still working under the impression that there was going to be basketball that day. Although I will say that so we stayed a couple of hours the night before after the Wednesday night games just to see, first of all, whether there would be a cancellation and then to try to get some sort of information on, on Fred Hoiberg, frankly, and just to make sure that he was okay. 
And then when it became apparent that they were at least as of that time preparing to go on with the Thursday games, went home, got a few hours sleep, came back out, and started prepping for the pregame show. It was our first day having John Beeline in studio with us. So we had John Beeline and Tim Miles and yep. Jeff Settles as well. And we started in on the pregame show. And then about 10 or so minutes in, I'd say, the producer got in my ear and said, hey, we are hearing that the tournament may be canceled, but we don't know for sure. We should know in a minute or so. We'll get something official from the conference. So kind of keep going. We just kept going, and uh, he had only told me at that point. So I, I think right. one of the coaches was in the midst of a comment, and the other one followed up, and I kind of reteed him on something. And then right after I reteed him, he said, yeah, the tournament's canceled. So turn to you know, camera four when you get it back and say the tournament's canceled. And we got video of the teams leaving the court and the whole thing. And so that's what I did. And, of course, everyone was – I don't think anyone was stunned, right? I mean, that, yeah. it, it certainly seemed like it was a possibility of be heading in that direction. But just the notion that you go from preparing for a pregame show to, hey, this thing isn't happening, <laughs> that was it, – it, it catches you a little off guard, even though you know that the crazy things are going down. And, and so we talked for – I think we were on for well over an hour. We had Andy Katz on the scene, so – you couldn't do much better than that, frankly, for a right. reporter. Sure. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Warren came on with us. We then did his news conference live. So it, it really turned on a dime in terms of what the broadcast was and really proud of, of the work we did. We then followed up a little bit later in the day once the NCAA tournament had been announced uh, as, as being canceled and did kind of a wrap-up show on everything. And then they called us all in and, and said, hey, we're going to close the studio for a couple weeks and I'm um, not going to have anyone come in the office, and and you know, that that's where we are. We're still there, and, yeah. and now it's been a couple months. So it was uh, it was a crazy experience. I know you guys had a crazy one. I've I've talked to Coach Chambers about just the disappointment for you know, breaking the news to his players and landing in State oh. College and and yeah. finding out that the the entire NCAA tournament had been canceled. That I think just a shock for everyone, and and I particularly feel bad for. Penn State and for Rutgers for the schools that hadn't been there in a long time yeah. to miss out on on that experience. Yeah, because uh, Penn State actually did shoot around that day. Uh, so, yeah. so Penn State went in, had shoot around. So I was in the building with them. The Michigan radio network was set up. Iowa was coming in to set up for the two thirty game. But you felt like you were walking on eggshells the entire time, thinking, "Okay." <laughs> My thought was not just start the first game. I thought they had to finish the first game for any thought that, that they'd be playing the rest of the day. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a stats freak, right? I mean, I'm constantly updating. I got all my numbers. And one of the hardest things about the Big Ten tournament every year is updating the teams that advance and just kind of, yes. you know, now you know, a guy had 13 straight double-figure games coming in, and now he's got 14, right? right? Just kind of getting all of that stuff up to date just so you can kind of on the fly have all that information at your disposal. This was the first time in, I guess, 13 years of doing this that I just wasn't able to update the Wednesday to Thursday because we were on that. The time that I normally would have spent doing that we were on that Hoiberg watch, basically. Yep. And I kind of felt like, well, I'll be able to do it along the way once those teams that played on Wednesday night get back out on the court because, of course, those games are a little later on Thursday. Right. But in the back of my mind, I think I kind of had this thought, you know what, it may not matter. <laughs> and, 
I, you know, like, and as someone who's just, I, I know you're the same way, and, yeah. and so it's hard to explain to people who don't do this, but I mean, I feel virtually naked. Yeah. Like, I, I would just as soon do this naked, right, or in my underwear, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. As, as I would not have everything updated. I mean, it just it is such a part of who I am. It's just like yeah. I'm a prep freak. Yep. And to go out there without those notes updated, I think it, like, was kind of symbolic of this feeling of, I don't know if this is happening. Well, <laughs> and if it does, if it does, how many double-figure games in a row this guy has probably isn't that big a deal anyway. You're right. And here's the irony, uh, because Indiana was going to play Nebraska and did, and the Hoiberg incident happened, uh, I always go back to the hotel, and then I update this team Penn State's going to play. I've got all the, all, everything done right up to that game, but then I have to update them so that I'm, like you, ready to go. I went yeah. back to the hotel on Wednesday night, and for the first time in my career, I did nothing because my gut told me they weren't going to play. Yeah. Yeah, fascinating, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting parallel that we're both in a small way thinking the same way, even though we didn't want it to happen. Uh, which then brings up the great unknown. And after a Big Ten basketball season like that, to see everybody in one spot at one time would have been, I think, incredible and fascinating, and it's something we'll never know and something we'll, I think, always look back and wonder, gee, I wonder what would have happened. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, again, I it was such a fun season Yeah, of Big Ten basketball. I just I, I look back on the games that I got to call this year, and there's so many great ones like you know games with two ranked teams we don't get a ton of those i had a number of those i mean that palestra game was one of the highlights of my career as you know but it was just game after game after game because essentially everyone was good other than two teams right essentially and can i can i bring you everybody back to the palestra for a moment and it's to a conversation you and i had at shooting around that morning that I don't think people realize that you actually considered at one point in your life going to Penn because you wanted to see games in the Palestra. <laughs> yeah, I, I got admitted to law school there, and uh, so in a former life, I was uh, I was considering going to law school, and then ended up kind of deferring my admission. I actually was assigned a roommate at Penn Law School, and uh, I guess he got a single. So, uh, but anyway, <laughs> so, uh, but but as I was kind of thinking about, is you know, I was I was when I thought I was going to do it, kind of where was the place I wanted to put down that deposit? One of the things that swayed me between the schools that I was deciding between was, man, it'd be awesome to go to Penn and be able to go to games to Plestra. I mean, it really was like that. I mean, that might speak to how much I was really invested in, in going to law school, right? Like if, if going to the games at the palestra is why you decide on a law school, maybe you're not cut out to be a lawyer. I mean, I think looking back, that may be a factor, yes. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm going I'm to spend whatever it was back then. Right? It's probably like $50,000 a year. Sure, just to go to so basketball. Go to games. So you can fly to Philadelphia right? for every 
single pen home game and still come out way ahead. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, financially, I mean, maybe in the end, being a lawyer with a pen degree would be worth it. But, but I know she. Yeah, I know she'd say you want to go to Franklin Field. So. No, although I gotta say, as you know, as one who obviously loves the history yeah. uh, of college football. So I went for a run the day before, and I had forgotten just how beautiful that campus is. Yeah, it is. Yep. It is really gorgeous. But when I got to that point where you come around the corner and you see the Pleasure and Franklin Field side by side, yeah. for someone like me who is just such a, a history buff, yeah. um, that was really, really cool. Mm. It is. Um, yeah, it's, it, it was neat. I, I loved everything about that experience. It, it was It'll go down as one of the most memorable games I've ever called. But but to your point, you know, beforehand, I mean, it, again, it just spoke to how great the league was this yeah. year, and and it's it's such a shame that that we we didn't get to see it through. But uh, yeah. there are bigger shames out there. I mean, oh, when, when you think about it, I think the the time has given us the perspective of realizing just how devastating this has been in the lives of so many people, whether it be yeah. health or whether it be livelihood and while it is painful, I think it has put the sport component of it in perspective. Uh, no, no, no question about that. No, no question. It's interesting because the Big Ten basketball schedule, of course, comes out in in August, and it's determined what ninety eight percent of it's determined which network gets. How many yeah. uh, rank versus rank did you get? Three this year. Three. Four, did we get as a network, or did uh, I get? Did you get? Uh, I think it was somewhere in that neighborhood. I, I guess I'd have to go back through and, and yeah. actually count them. But, yeah, I mean, I did 13 games, and I, I think almost every single one of them involved yeah. at least one ranked team. I mean, it was yeah. just it was just crazy. Yeah. It, it, was, it was just such a good year. I mean, the depth of the league was incredible. I would have been fascinated to see the NCAA tournament. I think some teams – we're really built for March too. Yeah, like I would use even let's say Illinois as an example of a team that had a really good year. Were they great? You know, they weren't great. They had some great moments, but man, I mean, you've got a pro in Io who was just a clutch player. You've got a really difficult matchup in Coburn. You had really talented players around those guys. So I just think teams like that that people don't really think about. You think about the obvious teams that were, were built for March runs, but but you could easily have put together a scenario where Penn State makes a run or Illinois makes a run or Rutgers makes a sure. run. There were just, you know, no one was – it was a year in college basketball where there was no dominant team, and those Big Ten teams, all you know, there were things that you could nitpick with them, and, and there were probably flaws in all of them. But everyone was flawed. But you could certainly construct a scenario where those teams would have gone deep, and, and it just would have been so much fun to see what would have happened. Uh, obviously, nobody knows what scenario we're going to be dealing with down the road. But, you know, we, you and I talked about preparation. So what are you doing right now? At home, because I know that you're not going to stray too far from the job, and there's certain things that you want to accomplish, quote, in an off season. So, what are you trying to accomplish right now, Dave? Well, we're doing a lot of content right now. That's been pretty interesting, Steve. I am definitely doing a lot more work than I would typically do this right. time of year. Right. Uh, we're doing a lot of stuff for social media. We're doing 
uh, one big show a week. We've got some other projects that we're working on. And so that has kind of kept me thinking. I mean, just for instance, I've been doing something, uh, 14 teams, 14 questions for football. So with every team kind of, hey, what are the biggest questions heading into 2020? And that's allowed me to kind of sit down and, and start organizing my thoughts a little bit. I haven't really gotten into the nuts and bolts, I think, just because I'm curious to see schedule-wise, kind of, hey, what's this going to look like? Might right. the schedules be somehow altered? Just kind of figuring out who's who's out there. You know, I, there's sure. still some grad transfer stuff that, that's being worked out. And, and so I haven't really gotten into the concrete preparation for football, but I typically wouldn't until, I'd say, the beginning of June. Right. So I'd say I'm kind of in a weird sort of way, maybe a little bit ahead of, of where I typically am, but but we're doing a lot just to try to stay relevant, for lack of a better term. I mean, we really want people to – first of all, I think it's a, a – I'm guessing you're probably doing your show in the same vein that it's a nice distraction for people. It gives people a chance to right. think about something other than what's going on right now because what's going on, frankly, while it has some uplifting components to it in terms of, of the frontline workers and, and kind of the heroism that we see every day – it's depressing in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and so I think sports is, is something that can kind of lift us out of it. And so we've really enjoyed what we've done. I've got a studio set up in my attic, basically. We oh, did nice. a live show. We, I interviewed Kevin Warren live on the network on a show that originated from my attic. <laughs> uh, and, and, and to think, to think that we could have done that. I mean, we, the, the mm -hmm. job that our engineers have done behind the scenes of figuring out using Zoom and YouTube, Damn. how to get us on the air without having anybody in. We don't have a single person right. in the studio. Like, that's remarkable. Mm. Uh, you know, there's no one in the control room. There's no one in the studio. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's like that part of it's been incredible, and I have a, a, a huge level of admiration for the work that, that those guys and gals have done behind the scenes in terms of, of figuring out how to make this all work. Uh, and we'll see. You know, I, I guess I'm just kind of keeping my fingers crossed that yeah. we're going to have a season. I'm operating under the belief that we will until, for some reason, if, if we're not, I'm told otherwise. But but yeah. I, I feel like there's going to be some sort of a, a college football season this year. What shape it will take, I don't know. When all happened in the academic calendar, I don't know. But I'm still optimistic that we're going to have sports. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. And uh, I did teach, uh, obviously, the uh, last part of my spring semester on Zoom. And as I've told people here at the station, if I can figure out how to do it on Zoom, the rest of you can, too. <laughs> 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 so I think we'd set, we'd set that bar. <laughs> That's the best part of having the kids at home. All the technological challenges. I've got an entire IT staff <laughs> at my true. back and call, right? Uh, I mean, oh thank my. goodness for them. They actually know how to use this stuff. You know what? It was about 20 years ago, maybe 22 years ago. I was, I was hosting a TV show here, and I had a guy named Nicholas Negroponteon who wrote a book entitled Being Digital. And I asked him in the interview, what can those of us at our age, <laughs> at that time I was in my 40s, uh, yeah. at, you know, our age, I said, what can we do to make sure that we adapt to a to technology in this new age. And he said, have kids. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he said. That was his answer. <laughs> he said, they'll, oh, is he said, we'll figure, they said, they'll figure it out before you do, and then you can learn from them. <laughs> so, well, you followed through on that. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Dave, it's always a pleasure. It's so great to hear you on the other end. Appreciate, oh, likewise, appreciate you pleasure, very man. much. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, thank you, and, and I hope that we will be able to commiserate in person sometime in the not-too-distant future. Absolutely. Thank you, Dave. Dave Revson. He's just he's great on the air. He's an even better person off the air. Uh, the Big Ten uh, and the Big Ten Network could not ask for a better lead than Dave Revson. Frank Bodani coming up in the next half hour. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf. And you can go online to sunburymotors.com. Frank Bodani, next half hour, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Welcome back. Final half hour of the show on this Wednesday brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can go online now to sunburymotors.com. And then you can go in there and check out the great lines of Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai. Kia and their great pre-owned inventory. Check it out. Pick out what you want. You can get the buying process done from the comfort of your own home at sunburymotors.com. With that, we bring in now our good friend Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. I hope you and yours are doing well, Frank. Great to have you with us. Yeah, Steve, thank you. Yes, we're doing well, and um, we're on the edge of some hot spots, but actually York County's uh, not too bad. Good. Uh, so we're just uh, trying to get used to uh, working in my upstairs office area and not getting any haircuts for over a month. So <laughs> actually going into a different hairstyle right now. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I uh, I'm fortunate. I won't even ask you about yours. Should I, 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 I'm fortunate. I'm on radio. <laughs> okay, great. There we go. Perfect. If it's on TV, it'd be a little different ball game here. Uh, so I can get away with it right now. Okay, uh, James had his uh, teleconference, the second one he's had. Uh, what were your takes from that yesterday? Well, I think he really – I think there's maybe more confidence that they're going to play college football at some point and that 
Penn State and I'm sure other people, other schools are just saying we want, we need to do this, we want to do this, it's important to do this, and we'll, we're open to however it has to be done. Um, you know, they brought back the whole idea of limiting or not fans again yesterday. I mean, he, you know, he seemed like that was you had to have fans there, but um, the, you know, they're open to anything, and I think. Uh, the flexibility is what they're just because they don't have the exact answers. So, but we need to play, and maybe there's a little more. I don't know. Feeling a relief for fans is the right thing, but I think you know more positive that, that they're going to have football. It's just, it's. I mean, the other thing that people don't get into is, I mean, what does it look? How feasible is it to play in the late winter or early spring? at a place like Penn State. I don't, I, don't, I don't get that. Yeah, it's always been interesting because I know that there's always been loose talk, and it's just loose talk about, hey, wouldn't it be great if you had um, the NHL Winter Classic at Beaver Stadium, have the Penguins play the Flyers? I mean, it's always been loose talk of that. And part of the problem has been is that, you know, is, is Beaver Stadium being open at that time of the year? And also, you don't know what the weather conditions are, and where do you park people? Now, obviously, they've been able to park people in different spots. They actually have a great plan for that and bust them in. But still, it does bring with it a list of uh, potential complications doing it that way. Oh, and I just think the weather alone, I mean, yeah. nothing in State College and March could be compared to any of the fall months. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I, how do you put people people at risk? And, and it, well, then maybe I don't know how many fans there even would have. But um, and then who plays? You know, I mean, we could go down a list of thirty different things because as as it later it goes, the more complications there are. Um, but talking to not just. Penn State, but to, to all levels of sports, people dealing with it, that they just don't, they don't know. I mean, they're literally planning for things that sure. 18 variables for what's going to happen, and I guess it's all keyed by first whether they deem it safe for students to get back, and then you have to wait and go from there. Yeah, June, June 15th is the day that Penn State makes an announcement of what it intends to do, uh, you know, because right. obviously, but I think intends is a is a key word in all of this because you know that opens the door. Like, hey, what if something happens and you have to, you know, you have to change your mind? Uh, and I think that's smart. But they'll announce by June fifteenth what they intend to do. It's also May seventh right now, Frank. I mean, and that being that that six week period that James discussed. That'd be about July 22nd. That's still two and a half months away. Yeah, and I think he almost made it sound like, you know, we, we could do this in a month if we had to, absolutely. It sounds like, like the old days. they would do everything possible, bending over any but backwards a hundred ways to try to make it work, even if it's not the time that they want it to be, right? I mean, a month could work. Yeah, I mean, in the old in the old days, that's the way it was. I mean, the old. Right. I mean, how many times have you and I talked? And I, it's been you, you and me. Or I've talked about it with Rich and so forth. That in the old days, I mean, when I mean old days, <laughs> let's go back. For, <laughs> let's go back. Let's say forty years. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, players worked out in the off season and so forth and whatever. But they, you know, they used two a days to get into shape. 
I mean, now you don't need two a days because you're supposed to walk into camp absolutely in shape. So, you know, you may have to modify some things. I mean, I think this, you know, the six week thing. I mean, if you do it, I mean, the earlier the better because I think I'd, I'd love to see them give them give them a couple weekends of OTAs, something like that, right. so they can do installs. I mean, right. I, you know, idealistically, now that's idealistically. I don't know how realistic I'm being. Yeah, the and the you know the whole medical part of this is what it seems to change oh, as yeah. well from one week to the next. What is going to be needed to be safe? You know, I mean, can you do it? it with just another level of medicine to fight this? Is that okay? I mean, what type of, I mean, what's the testing? I mean, can even do the testing that they need to be able to do by the end of summer? There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions, uh, but you know, we're not doing this. um, uh, In other words, we're not talking about opening up May 22nd. You know, I mean, the opening game is September 5th. Uh, now, one game you look at for I look at, for example, is actually the San Jose State game. Are Cal, would California teams be allowed to play at that point? I don't know. You know, there's certain yeah. there's, there's certain things you you know that are little twists and turns in this that are that aren't aren't perfect. Um, I, what about the part where he was asked about? Uh, look, you've got a lot. Kirk Sharaka came here and was at the bowl game which is the first time you had a chance to, to talk with him, I'm sure. Uh, so at least he was around the team and around the quarterbacks and so forth, plus through the winter program. Uh, what kind of sense did you get from James in that helping with both Sean Clifford and Will Levis? Just having Kirk as the man? Uh, as well, but the fact that he's at least been around the, the, the quarterbacks and, oh. and has been since uh, late December. Yeah, I think the reason he's hired is because he's a different type of mind. And I think that's translated into what they were able to get done without ever hitting the field. I think Kirk, uh, knows exactly what he wants to do with these guys in a way that, uh, I don't know if it's like Joe Moorhead exactly, but he's very well respected. Just that. So he has a personality in the places he's been and, his humility. I don't think a lot of people know about how good he is. Yeah. And I think uh, he hired the right guy at the right time, it, even more so with what's happened with the virus situation, because it seems like to me, um, it sounds like they've got a lot. They, they, they've gotten about as much done as they can without being on the field. And I think Sean just needed, he just, needs the, another different this is great he gets another different expertise level layer coming at him and i think they just they're just biding their time to get on the field i think it's a, a great hire and he's from york county so oh yeah and that, that's the big part i mean look when you're sitting down and you want to get it done right you you know, i mean you you start with okay who's in york county first anybody got york county Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I think it's great, you know. And this yeah. is the thing: is you get the new, you get the offensive coordinator you want. This is James's most talented deep. I think for the moment we lost Frank, uh, and since we lost Frank, this is the part of the show where I brilliantly vamp, and then when I'm done vamping, I can talk to Frank again. 
And so what we'll do is we'll get him back on the line, get a couple more questions in with him. It's great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, James Franklin had his teleconference yesterday, and in that teleconference certainly made some news and talking about reopening and talked about some dates and so forth that uh, were possibilities, the time needed to ramp up and so forth. And Frank and I were talking about the Kirk Sharaka bond with Sean Clifford. Yeah. You've got a veteran offensive coordinator, and you do have a veteran quarterback that's been through and I think uh, understands the game because the game is slower to him now, Frank. Yeah, I think you have, a, you have his most talented roster with the pieces in place since James has been here. It's, so that's, there's a lot of reason why you, they're getting the publicity they are. And I think, Sean, there's a couple guys on that team that are sitting on really big years, and Sean's one of them to take the next step. People don't outside of Penn State may not. They may wonder if he can take it, but I think the combination of uh, what we've seen so far, plus the new coordinator and just being able to go through a whole season of start. I mean, he's ready. Him and Journey Brown are ready to become national type players, and uh, he's got. That's what's hard to sit back and and wonder when you're going to play again with this team, right? There's also another part to it, too. Um, they were going to have a year ago. Let's let's go back a year and a half to when they played in the uh, Citrus Bowl. They would have had all five offensive linemen back, but then Connor McGovern and Ryan Bates decided they wanted to go to the NFL draft, and Connor ended up getting picked by the Cowboys. Ryan Bates is now with the Buffalo Bills. This is a team now with, five, with four of the five guys back with – Obviously, Stephen Gonzalez being a fifth-year player now with the Arizona Cardinals. But it's not just that. It's They had backup guys that played a lot. Des Holmes would be one that, that you would think of right away. What does that – how quietly is that part under the radar for those outside of watching Penn State that they may not realize? Well, yeah, people don't people don't know a whole lot about offensive linemen anyway. No. Okay, so, you know – and so they're not – Penn State doesn't have any huge All-American names, but the talent that they've pieced together, and it has to be step-by-step step on that on the offensive line, they're finally – it's not a worry anymore. I mean, you were wondering, always thinking it wasn't going to be the last year's, but it truly has turned from – it's not only not a worry, I think this is the first year you can comfortably say this is a – this is – strength of the team and there is no doubt about it because of what you're saying the backups even because somebody's gonna get hurt who are you gonna put in they got guys to put in uh and they're sitting on their best offensive line recruiting class that's that they're putting together right now yeah and it's still being put together it's still it's it's still in progress uh nascar is going to start up may 17th indycar just announced moments ago they're starting up June 6th. Pro Golf Tour starting June 11th. And now it sounds like Major League Baseball right around June 10 or so may get to a spring training deal. How important will it be, in your opinion, Frank, for the college football season that each one of those entities has success in reopening? Oh, yes. I mean, they're all guidelines, guideposts, because those are all sports where it's a lot of not like contact like football so right. those are training places to look at how is this working 
And also, and, and also how they handle any problem. Right, because there's so many logistical issues that James even touched on yesterday that most people don't even think about. Like how many guys can come into a training room now to get your initial test and how, I mean, so there's even a lot of stuff going on with baseball and golf and NASCAR that I think people don't understand. So how do they handle all of the facets of that? If that goes fairly smoothly, at least you're on, you're in line, (laughs) you know? You're in line. I think you're watching that. I mean, you're watching what other leagues do. I mean, you're seeing what the Miami Dolphins did with their study they paid for to how would they reopen their stadium and the social distancing that'll probably be needed. And um, that's got to be beneficial. But yeah, this, this, I mean, golf, hey, they finally opened up the golf courses here. Yeah, no. You understand why. Maybe wondering why that didn't happen earlier. Right. Um, well, I mean, Frank, I mean, golf's a lot different than football. Oh, see, I'm bothered though, Frank, because I mean, your your handicap's gone from two to six over at Heritage Hills. So uh, I'm just a little concerned about that. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't play that sport, so it's okay. Thanks anyway. Yeah, you know, but you know what though? But then the next part will be what the NBA does because there is contact, and then what the NHL does, and there is contact. Now I know they're pro sports, so there's there's different logistics, but those are contact sports and in close proximity sports. I think they all pave the way. I think for everybody else, they do, and I think that it's all positive to have these coming before college football. Yes. I, I think with the number. <laughs> The, the hard part is college football is going to be, to me, the hardest thing to bring back out of everything yeah. because it's contact and not just contact, contact with, like, how, I mean, players you have on a roster. So, mm. it, you know, I, I wouldn't bet that it's coming back September 1st. There's no way I'd put money on that. But if you have these, at least you're getting these other sports going there's good, you're going to learn from it no matter what happens. Yep. That's going to help you with college football. No matter how it goes, you're going to learn from it. And I think that's the only positive you can bank on, knowing that um, if nothing else, college football at least has a window beyond the fall. I mean, I, I don't – I mean, how much difference is it going to make to start the season September 1st or October 1st? I mean, I don't know. Maybe a month is huge for the medical world. I I, I don't know. I mean, I... Or, or uh, here's another part that they've talked about. They've talked about heat and humidity. I, I'm not a scientist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is it better starting starting September 5th because you'd be concerned about a wave hitting when it gets colder? I don't know. I don't know. Well, We're all throwing darts into the wind. I just think between now and Monday, July 20th, I think does that sound right? Monday, July, between now and Monday, July 20th, I think everybody have a really good read on what's actually going to happen. Yeah, and I think, um, like, uh, football is tough, and I think that uh, yeah. when you're talking about the, the another wave coming in the fall, potentially, yeah. You know, what type of a system can you – first of all, you got to have a system where they can come back healthy in, in the summer. Yeah. Uh, if you're not sure of that, then I don't think you can even yeah. think about starting it in the fall. Well, here's the difference between college football and, and other items. Yeah, in pro football, you'll have X amount of people there, and they're together, meeting rooms, things like that. And then, you know, then you can get out into the general public or whatever. But in college – 
Hey, you got dorms, you got classrooms, you got apartments, you got I mean there's I mean there's more than just the college football setting. You just can't keep them sequestered at the football facility. <laughs> so there's well, no, be, and every and yeah. how do you do I mean James touched on the point too when they asked about the whole country's not in the same pace. So are certain do you wait for everybody to play? Do certain leagues can't play? Do certain teams can't play at the same time? Well, look at today. Look at tomorrow in the state, Frank. I mean, even within the state, it's not all the same. Tomorrow, Center County right. gets to be in that portion that can partially reopen. Your county's still in the red area. So even within the within this state, it's not equal. Well, and I think there's a lot of places that are more like where York is, um, the problem, however, is how does a, how do you ever see or when would you ever see a place like Philadelphia and its surroundings, which is probably one of the hotter spots anywhere? Yeah. Okay, so you can almost see where maybe places like York and Lancaster and Harrisburg can get there, but can I mean can Philadelphia get there anytime? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I just, so then what do you do? Does Temple not play football? I mean, but the other places can. Do you hold out? Yeah, great questions, Frank. Great questions, yeah. Uh, and that's something we're going to have to find out. Uh, it sounds like there's, there's a movement afoot to have everybody go uh, and play. But we'll find out what that decision is. That decision hasn't been made yet. Frank, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much, my friend. Great to have you with us on the show, as always. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. All right, tomorrow we're going to hear from Tariq Castro-Fields, Penn State's defensive back, senior defensive back, who made the decision to come back for his final season, and that was an important move for this Penn State secondary. We'll hear from Tariq tomorrow. Today's show has been brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You can go online to sunburymotors.com. Check out their great line, Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and also their great pre-owned inventory. You can take care of the entire process from the comfort of your own living room at sunburymotors.com. All right, looking forward to talking to you tomorrow. Great job by Matt Catrillo, as always, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.